everybody it is the throwback welcome back no oh, well, not you guys welcome back me uh from being out of town you guys were already listening last week with chris and brad taking care of you my wonderful sketchy little uh, i noticed that i listened back chris a little uh, pops here and there calling from the combine but hey i was live on site like the rest of those big wigs but i didn't get only like the personal interviews they got but follow chris media chris meeting brad's at brad ziegler i'm at Olin kid you guys know that and heads up programming heads up next week we're not here the week after that, it's because we're going to be here twice. So still the same amount of shows over the next two weeks. Just they're both in one week because in two weeks, that's free agency. And by the way, it's going to be Tuesday and Thursday that week to make sure we get a lot of the news from Monday when tampering, basically free agency kicks in. And then Wednesday when free agency kicks in and we just get all the reports of the stuff we already found out from the first two days. But so Tuesday and Thursday in two weeks off next week, Chris is doing something, probably another one of your 17 trips and weddings that you go to. <laughs> I'm actually going to watch a hockey game with Eric Young in Montreal. Oh, are you? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Matt, his, his preds are in Montreal. So we, I don't, I don't know. We were just, because we do the fantasy hockey show together at the athletic, he's just like, you know, Nashville's in Montreal next week. He's like, I should come. I'm like, yeah, you should. And I didn't think anything of it. Then the next day, he's like, yeah, I got tickets, so we'll see you there. <laughs> right so, on. There you go. So Chris will be at a hockey game. I'll be up in New York, uh, which worked out well anyway. I'll be up in New York doing another baseball draft. Uh, I don't even want to do them anymore. I'm so tired of them already. But we're going to talk. Free agency, kind of advanced primer here. Basically, a lot of the latest news. And then we're going to make some predictions because we're not going to be here next week. So we're going to make some of our predictions of where we think people are going to land and kind of check back. Which, by the way, reminded me. Holy crap, I forgot this for how many weeks now? This is now the middle – well, not middle, but the beginning of March. I forgot to tell you guys I smoked your asses in the Super Bowl picks. I just wanted to bring that up. I just wanted to – so, uh yeah. I got the winner score, national anthem, score first, jersey first. Players attempt passes. Wow. Yeah. Which scores What'd last? You get wrong. <laughs> so I got wrong. The coin toss. You were the only one that got that right. Uh, you were also the only person who got it right that it won't be tied a second time. Uh, and then I got the wardrobe wrong. Brad was the only one that got that over on that one. And then I took the over on the longest touchdown. You guys both took the under. Those are the four I got wrong. Uh, Brad, you got four right. Chris, you got four right. I got eight. I kicked your ass. <laughs> yeah, you did. We, we, even our points together. That's why I don't bet. Yeah. So they're <laughs> <smart>. <laughs> Hey, I bet while I was in Indy for the combine because it's legal out there. Is it a real quick version? I, I, did I tell you? Did I tell you guys that while I was at the combine? Uh-uh. I think you yeah, mentioned the, the Pacers. Yeah, yeah the over under. Yeah, I did the over under, and then I put the money that I won down before I left because I, I can't spend it once I get back to Virginia. And I lost both those bets. Thank you very much, Betty Ricciardi. It's all your fault, 100%. He's like, bet on day soccer. It'll be fun. Yeah, I took Juventus and Ronaldo to score. They lost one nothing. So, Oh, yeah, it was a big upset. Yeah, so that went out the window. And then I did – I it was aggressive, but I did a three-team NBA parlay. I did hit two out of three, but that's what happens when you do three. You, you miss on one. But Vegas always gets it back, man. It does. They always get it back. Yep, they got my money back. So, in that case, well, they actually got my money, period. They got my $50. <laughs> so, 
Let's talk. The first one, the biggest news, arguably, as of today. Now, I still things could change. It's funny. I, I told you guys, I did a Pat show, and a lot of it was kind of like similar things we're going to be talking about today. But I want to get you guys first the opinion on the Winston talk. Right now, it sounds like he's not going to be back with the Bucks. I kind of said, you know, Brad, I, I'm not 100% sure that's the truth. Like, because I'm looking at the Buccaneers, I'm like, what are they going to do in free agency? We're going to talk about Tannehill in a second. Tom Brady's not going there. Phil Rivers isn't going there. So, really, where are they going to go if they don't just bring back Jameis? I almost kind of feel like this might be like, yeah, let's go see what's out there. But it might come back and be like, let's one-year franchise tag. Well, I guess they're going to have to make that decision real quick here. But if they don't do that, maybe try to get him on a three-year heavy front-loaded contract. I think he might still be the best option they get. It's very possible. And they, I mean, it just depends on, you know, do they think Teddy Bridgewater can be – you know, relatively close, but way cheaper. I don't know. They see. Would you do that? Would you, would you not? So, assuming they're going to be a very similar contract, would you not just bring back Winston versus Bridgewater? Well, I don't. That's the thing. I don't think their contract's similar. Um, if they were similar, I would rather have Winston. But I think. I think. I mean, if if Winston's asking for thirty million, Bridgewater is going to get less than ten, probably. And I mean, I could see him signing what uh, Bridgewater was originally asking for thirty himself. Yeah, there's no way. No one's paying that for a guy who's never been <laughs> hadn't been a full time starter in a long time. So. Um, I, I could see them, this being something that Tampa just kind of floated out there as a way of trying to gain some leverage over Winston, because I don't know, I, I, I just don't have this vibe that any other team is going to really want him either. And as their primary guy, I mean, look at the teams needing quarterback, the, the chargers, like do the chargers, maybe they want Winston. I don't know. Like it, it I, I feel like nothing is going to happen until Tom Brady signs somewhere. All these guys are going to just be kind of hanging out, waiting for him to sign, when he signs somewhere, then all of a sudden the dominoes will start to fall. But it, there's so many teams that at least want to explore Tom Brady right now that it, it, it kind of is going to make everybody else wait. And I, I feel like Winston's going to feel kind of jaded. Like, hey, I, you know, I'm younger. I was the first pick in the draft and Brady's washed up. Like, why wouldn't I be more valued over him? Especially after getting LASIK, you know, like all, you know, whatever his argument is. And I just, I just feel like at some point he's going to go back to the Bucks and say, okay, let's make this work. And they're going to settle in it like, you know, it should be less than significantly less than what like Matt Stafford got. And he was to get in 30, 35 a year. So I, I would say, you know, it, it makes sense that he ends up back in Tampa. Um, but I, I also like, I just think there's a lot of posturing from the, from the Buccaneers. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that he definitely stays. And I would rather have Jameis Winston than Bridgewater or Phillip Rivers. You know, and Rapsheet reported, I think it was last week that, you know, Winston, you mentioned the, the eye surgery, Brad, that he also played with a torment injury. And in addition to a broken thumb. <laughs> His camp is like, no, there was a, there's all these reasons he threw those interceptions. Yeah, that's why he threw the picks. I mean, he's still number one in passing and number two in passing touchdowns. You know, it, it kind of worked last year. I thought Tampa Bay, they were a decent team in the second half and, yeah, obviously the the interceptions are there, but I don't think that they find a better solution. And Jake, you're right. I mean, Tom Brady is not going to go to Tampa Bay. And do you really want Philip Rivers? I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think there's still room to grow with Jameis Winston. I, I don't think he's going to get the thirty million that he wants, but I, I think they bring him back. I think he stays there. Yeah. So on the side of that, let's just for kicks and giggles, uh, not knowing if it's going to be Bridgewater or anybody else. If Winston is gone. 
Now, I'll give you guys my answer of what I told Pat for this question, and I kind of was frustrated he asked this because it's the same question I'm going to be asking because it's the question we need to ask. What do you do with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin? Because I think the tell, this is my opinion, the tell is going to be one of them can remain a wide receiver one, but it won't be both with somebody else, and we're going to have to see who the quarterback likes the most, whoever it might be. That might be fair. It depends on who the quarterback is. I I mean, I, I just I, there's an opportunity out there just in the sheer volume of this offense that there's a chance that two guys could still be supported by another quarterback because number one, they they've got to do a lot on the defensive side of the ball to, to make their offense not have to throw the ball 40 times a game. And that's what it felt like they were having to do last year. If, if they're going to bring in a, just kind of a, a mediocre say, say Phillip rivers goes there. I don't, I agree with you. I don't think there's any way both of them are, are, are wide receiver ones. Um, my inclination is to go with the guy that I feel like has more upside and that's Godwin. I, I think Godwin's a better athlete and I think he's just younger, a little fresher. And I'm not saying Evans sucks. I think Evans is still a decent receiver, but I, I, if I have to pick one over the other, I'm taking Godwin. Yeah, I would pick Godwin too, but I, I think if Rivers was there, I think they can both be fine. But if Bridgewater was there, I feel like they'd have to change their offense a little bit. Yeah, to your point, Brad, they gotta be better on defense, but I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is not gonna be chucking it 40 plus times a game. They don't even have a run game. They need to, they would need to really change their offense a lot if Teddy Bridgewater, I think, was under center. And if he is under center, I, I don't have a lot of confidence. I know he had some decent games with Michael Thomas. But I don't feel confident that both of these guys, to your point, Jake, will be wide receiver ones. But I would right. just choose—I would choose Godwin because uh, I, you know, I—I I, I like Jameis's deep ball. Yeah, he throws some picks, but he's still, you know, he overthrew Mike Evans a few times, but he hit him in stride, you know, pretty often over the past three or four seasons. So I—I I just don't feel confident that he would be a wide receiver one if we're looking at. If we're looking at Bridgewater, I feel a little bit better if it was Rivers. So yeah, I think even with Rivers, I think one of them falls to a two. Not that far. I mean, still probably like 17, Definitely. 18, yeah, 16, 17, 18 range, somewhere around there. And I'm with you. As of t- if you just told me pure talent, I think Godwin has taken over, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was the one. It's going to be a lot on the preference, but so in any case, no, let's just throw, that wasn't part of the predictions. Are, are we all in the prediction that Winston still ends up back with the Buccaneers? That's where I'm going. Yeah, that's I'm where I'm going. Three for three. I'd like to see him on the Chargers. Uh, I mean, that's. I that, think from that's a fantasy the standpoint. That'd be a good landing spot. Yeah, I think that's the ideal for fantasy purposes. Obviously, I think that's the ideal yeah. spot he lands if not with the Buccaneers. I mean, like, there's not a whole lot. To be honest, if you look at this situation, you know, assuming which we'll get to when we get down to the predictions, you know, assuming some of these quarterbacks stay where they are, especially like Drew Brees, there's not there's not a ton of spots, especially now the news about Dak. Let's jump down to that. That wasn't originally going to be the next one I was talking about, but Dak supposedly isn't having things worked out to what they like. So he's probably, it sounds like, getting slapped with a tag. Because if nothing else, that also helps them continue discussions, and maybe they do still work something out. But either way, if worse comes to worse and they don't, he gets the tag, and Cooper gets the contract, which means Byron Jones is gone. Uh, no idea what happens to Randall Cobb. He might come back as a discount, but anything. We're not worried about Randall Cobb right now. But Dak and Cooper, for all intents and purposes, we can assume as of today, are back with the Cowboys. Uh, the Cooper leaving would be a surprise given what their focus has been. But if they're back, uh, Dak, is he definitively top 10, potentially top five again, Chris? Is Cooper the same Cooper he's always been, which, yeah, he might finish as a wide receiver one, but it's going to be the most annoying ride to get there? 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I think we're all in agreement on Amari Cooper. We've been saying it, you know, since this show was – since day one of the show and Amari Cooper was brought up. Not, I, I will never change. I'm pretty sure Amari it was this, since that you would – like you and I got into the industry full time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, since Amari Cooper came into the league, really, let's <laughs> be honest. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even with Oakland, he had some up and down games and we just talked to – for me, I remember his first year in Oakland, he had I think maybe one or two red zone targets. I mean, Seth Roberts had more red zone targets in, in one season than Amari Cooper had in two years and we just made the excuse, oh, Oakland's not using him properly, let's get him to a new offense and – he he was pretty pretty good in in that first season in that second half anyways with Dallas but even still in that year there were some up and down games that's never going to go away with him the injuries it's going to be concerning i think unfortunately for for his whole career but if he is a member of the Cowboys and they do find a way obviously Dak you know if you franchise tag him i don't care so much about Cobb but it does help out the offense i think for Dak i I could definitely say that he could be a top 10 quarterback. I don't know if he'll finish where he did last year is, you know, flirting with top five. He did take care of some pretty easy teams in the schedule last season. But I'll go as far as saying if he does have Amari Cooper, uh, another step forward from Gallup, you know, you still have a pretty decent offensive line there in Zeke. Yeah, I, I think he's a top 10 quarterback, but Amari Cooper, I'm not going to touch, no matter where he goes. I don't care if he goes to a situation where there's been reports maybe in, in Buffalo, if he was a member of the Bills, or he went somewhere where he was just a clear number one. I'm still not interested. Which, yeah. real I, quick, I before agree. we get to you, Brad, Chris, you, I want you both to answer. Which did he have more games of, Chris? Games with single digits or games of 16-plus points? Amari Cooper? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's a trick question, but I think single. Brad? Yeah, I'd go single too. It was a trick question, Chris, because it's six. Yeah, it and, was, yeah. Six and six. Six games of single digits. Granted, he got hurt against the Patriots, but six games of single digits, six games of 16 points or more, three of 23 or more. Also, three of three points or less. So. Go ahead, Brad. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wasn't there a game where, well, there was a stretch, I think, four or five games in a row where he did absolutely nothing, and then he played your Chiefs, Brad, and went off for over 200 yards. That was the year before. That was, yeah, that was, yeah, two, yeah, two, yeah year, that was the year yeah, before when yeah. he was with the Raiders. No, no, but yeah, you, know, he, you know what he did he this year, Chris? He just waited for weeks 15 and 16 to score a combined 6.8 points. <laughs> yeah, when, you, when, you, when you really need right it. Right into the playoffs. Yeah, like I, I, I'm the same way. I want, I want nothing to do with Cooper. Um, even in best balls, I don't like Cooper because of where you have to take him. It, it's, it's like, yeah, you're going to get some big weeks, but you have to take him in the second or third round to, to get those big weeks. And there's just too many holes there. I, I would rather have a guy early in the draft that's more stable, and then I'll chase my upside after the fifth round. And it's, I, I have. I, I told you all off air. I, I've got 10 or 12 best ball drafts going right now. I literally have zero Amari Cooper, and I will continue to have zero Amari Cooper um, unless he ends up changing teams. And, and I think there's, uh, you know, an opportunity for him to be better than in Dallas, and it's tough to see that. I mean, he's made Dak Prescott better since he got there, and I do think Dak Prescott's going to be a top-10 quarterback, um, assuming, you know, uh, let's say – Cooper and Randall Cobb come back. Cobb was really good for him at times last year. So um, I, I think they need a tight end, and, and maybe that's Blake Jarwin, but he's a free agent, so I don't know if they'll bring him back. Um, but I, I think that's – if they kind of keep that offense intact, then I think Dak is a top-10 quarterback. And um, But I don't I don't see the top-five upside without some injuries of the guys ahead of him. Jake, where, do you, where does Amari have to fall for you to say, okay, screw it, I'm just going to take the upside here? Like, do you remember where you have him in your – Early, early 
rankings? Uh, high on wide receiver too. So I would have, and I wouldn't take him in the third round though. I would have to see him fall to the fourth, and he's not ever, he's not going to make it to the fourth. No, there's always somebody in your league that loves him. Already. It's the same as Deshaun Jackson back in the day. He's sure Deshaun Jackson top twelve right around that range when his best years, but. You know, the week to week. And it's fine when you compare him up with somebody else. Kind of, It's kind of like the real life version of having a 1B to a 1A on a team. But the problem is you have to draft him as a 1A. So you either go bang, bang to start and then he's still overdrafted in comparison because it's just that's the problem is cost just never re- reflects the frustration that you have to deal with there. So on that note, oh, by the way, real quick, when you said that about Jarwin Brad is don't forget. If they bring back Cobb, I don't know if it matters if it's Jarwin or anybody else because this is a McCarthy offense now and Randall Cobb, hey, look, there's the connection again. But, you know, who cares about the tight end? They didn't care about it for years on end with the Packers. So it might just be Randall Cobb and sure, That's Blake true. Jarwin. And who, yeah, whoever the slot guy is would be be pretty viable. So um, I, I'm looking right now, Mike Beers, that, you know, is a pretty well-known best ball player. Um, he started a draft with DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, and – Amari Cooper, Jarvis Landry at the, that was his first four picks and he was at the turn. So he was taking, he took uh, Cooper at 312. Um, so, and that's what I, I don't know. I, I just, to me, I don't want anything to do with him in the third and fourth round. It, for me, it's, he's got to get to the fifth round, um, before I'm, I'm interested in the, the five games that he's going to be in my lineup. Oh, I like it. That's even better. It's lower than me, which I can love to hear. All right, so <laughs> let's stay within this division. And this is really so the talk about the Redskins situation is, and like, look, it's early off season, and I have a strong opinion on this one, and I'm sure it wouldn't shock you guys that I do. But their talk was from the combine that Ron Rivera said that guys, AP, and Love are all going to be involved next year. Now. Right now, there's also talk that they're trying to mend fences and work things out and bring back Trent Williams, uh, that they're also, if they're going to move him, they want a first rounder. So, you know, you could go either way of whether he's going to be there, but it sounds like they want him there. And even if he is or isn't, they have already said that they're going to work out something with Scherf or tag him if need be. So I only bring that up because the offensive line was an issue at times last year. But in the running back situation in the backfield, I'm sure you guys remember, we talked about this last year, and I know Brad will remember this too, is... My Bryce Love opinion is they drafted him 100% for the reason which is about to happen. Chris Thompson's gone. He's the new Chris Thompson, which makes me say, I don't care about that. That's fine. He's going to have his role, but that means Darius Geis can still be a fringy RB1 once he starts getting that workload. And this is exactly, again, back to the Pat Mayo show. What I said, Brad, is that I can see Darius Geis being like when Dalvin Cook came back from injury. You know, maybe a good comparison is Miles Sanders last year. The first six to eight games is going to be frustrating. But down the second half of the stretch, once he's 100% and once they realize he's that much better than AP, when 100%, that's when you're going to want him. So I think he's going to be a second half of 2020 option. Yeah, and I he's a guy I'm, I'm loving getting in the fifth round right now because I do think that second that second half of the season, assuming he's healthy, is going to be really good. He, he is so explosive and it's not, like you said, it's not going to take them long to realize that he is way better than Adrian Peterson. And pretty soon AP is going to be looking at like three to five carries a game and Geist is going to be looking at 20 touches a game. And at that point he is without question in the, in the RB one um, conversation. Yeah, I'm I'm scared of him, guys. I'm just gonna go out there and say it. I, like I'll admit it, I'm scared of him. And I I was scared of him last year. I see the upside. I see the skill. I'm not gonna disagree with that. I mean, 
you give me a healthy Geis in that offense, it's he's the guy. I mean, there's no question about that. I mean, three, four touches AP definitely get phased out, but it's just, I mean, it's a couple serious injuries for this guy. He's, played, he's got 42 rushing attempts in two years. Like, yeah, it's going to take some time, but do you want to draft a guy in the fifth round where it's going to take that kind of time? I guess it depends on your ability to, to draft and how comfortable you are and how the first couple of rounds go, I suppose. But I, I think he's a great buy low in Dynasty Leagues. It's just I don't know how many shares I'm going to have of him, honestly, in redraft leagues if i got to take him in the fourth Well, then let round. me backtrack for you, Chris. Were you willing to draft Miles Sanders in the fifth or sixth round last year? No, just because okay. of the. I just mean, because of, just because of Philly, it, yeah. it was it was situation with Philadelphia. If I, I and it's also Washington too. Like this is not a good team, and they still don't have any weapons to move the ball. So I'm not overly excited that much. Like maybe I'm looking into it a little bit too much. But how excited can I get about Geis on Washington's offense? They need to make. Some, yeah, you can. You talked about the offensive line. <laughs> eh, I don't know for a team that's going to score like ten to. 15 points no, a no. game. Like, I just don't know where the, t- the total upside is. Haskins, McLaurin, Geis, and then they're going to bring... They're talking about drafting a quarterback no. in, in first, first of all, First of all, anybody who's talking about that, they're just bat as crazy <laughs> if they believe it because this is 100% trying to I don't to get, believe it either. No, this but, is yeah. 100% that the Redskins and everybody, the 2, 3, and 4, well, I was about to say 2, 3, and 4, but Gettleman's too stupid to know this, but 2, 3 with the Lions and the Redskins, they know this draft especially is 100% the best thing you could possibly do is trade back and get somebody to come up to that pick to take Tua or whoever. That's the Redskins. For once, they're hey, this is a smart thing. Talking about taking Tua yes. with the second pick, this is 100% what that you should be doing if you're the Redskins. Yeah, I know. I didn't know that they won't. No. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I completely that agree. T- that, but you can't you can't miss on Chase Young. Like they that is that's a potential you know defensive rookie of the year immediate impact. Oh, he's potential a all franchise pro in the first cornerstone. Year. Yeah, yeah. So they, 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 they're one strength. So if you, if, if you move back to five and the second pick for the Dolphins, maybe you don't get Chase Young, but then you get an offensive line help and then a wide receiver with that 20 with whatever that second pick is. So I'm with you, Brad. I would hate, hate, hate to pass on Chase Young, no matter what your team is, but I can, if you're the Redskins and you get the two first rounders from the Dolphins and potentially like a second or third this year or next year, I, I don't think you can pass on that. Yeah, I you just to me you just gotta see. Would Detroit? Do you think Detroit takes Chase Young if he falls there? Do they need defense that much? So a hundred percent. So at that point, the furthest you can go back is three, and you tell you you maybe try to swing a three way deal where Detroit is the one moving back to five, and but I I just don't think you can miss on that one because he's in my opinion he's the best player in this draft. I understand quarterbacks are valued the way they are, and so. Burrow's probably going to go one, but you're essentially getting a chance to to already have your franchise quarterback if if you think Haskins is that and get the best player in this draft, picking two or maybe drop dropping back to three, depending on if someone's trading up for Tua. But I don't see any way that you yourself fall back to five. It doesn't matter what else you get because it's not going to be enough to pass up that guy. Uh, see, I think if they drafted Akuda, and I mean they need corner help big time. They just they, they cut. With the what's his face to freaking improve, which was just oh Josh Norman. So like I I see what you're saying, but I think it could pay out for them either way. But hey, we'll have to see what happens. Either way, the posturing I think is the important part of it. Perfect. Dwayne Haskins, yep. yeah, Dwayne Haskins is the quarterback. Dwayne Haskins is the answer in my opinion. And I I sent out that tweet earlier, which of course you got the person you know playing the straw man argument when I said it's funny how everybody didn't learn from Lamar Jackson with their whole Dwayne Haskins talk. And no, they're not the same damn quarterback, Mister Straw Man argument. 
Just point being is that everybody was writing off Lamar Jackson after his rookie season and with even less experience and finally turning the corner late in the season before he got hurt. Everybody's just like, oh, yeah, Haskins sucks. He's not the answer. Like, good, glad. I mean, you learn from this. Especially, hey, they learned from Jared Goff, which, by the way, I would take Haskins over Jared Goff every single time. You guys know how much I hate Jared Goff. But speaking of Jared Goff, Brandon Cooks, the Rams are talking about restructuring the contract. Now, by the way, I will say um, sources, quote, unquote, uh, so there is a plan, I will say this, sources from the Combine, I know there's a plan for Brandon Cooks next year. Now, obviously, if they can't work out the contract and that leads to a different situation and they don't like the health or whatever, it doesn't end up on the team, they cut him, move him, whatever, that could change. But I will say this, they do have plans and they want to get him back involved. They want a lot more as in... I will just say from what I heard, it sounds like at least as number two wide receiver production again. With the fact that they want to restructure to keep him on this team and that kind of thought, Brad, you're in the hey, you're in the, the seventeen thousand drafts going on right now. Does that <laughs> pique your interest? He's got zero shares. I, I was gonna say, I'm assuming you have zero shares so far. Are you, you thinking maybe Brandon Cooks a little bit back into some of your uh, at least back on your radar there? Um and that's that's it's all dependent on ADP at that point, and I'll try to I'll I'll do some checking real quick while you know he's Chris you be can comment on it. But I'm, no, he's not. He's and that's the problem. He's not. It's not like he's not being drafted. So I'll find out where he's at. He's going in the tenth round right now. Um, I pay that. Yeah, in, in the tenth round, I think that's probably fair. I don't know that I want to go much higher than that because the the risk is there. I mean, he's literally one hit away from his career being over. Probably. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of the Jordan Reed situation. That with how slow it took him, how, how long it took him to recover from the concussion last year. He, and it, it's obviously this, you know, whether it's a style of play or, or whatever, but he's taking these hits routinely and it just makes me nervous. I understand the value to a team when he's healthy because he takes the top off. You got Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, Woods on the outside, Cup underneath. It's a really great balance whenever Cooks is there and healthy, but it's, I just think it's a big risk. And in the 10th round, there's not a lot of risk there. So yeah, I'm, I'm completely fine taking him there. Yeah. The 10th seems fair. That's where he went in our way too early mock that we did a couple months ago. Now it seems like forever ago. Um, but just some other wider, that went in and around that range, like DD Westbrook, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Curtis Samuel. These are guys I'd probably actually rather have than Brennan cooks. Um, Elchon Jeffrey, not so much. Like those are two guys that I'll probably avoid, even though I see the 10th round pick I just, I just feel like we've seen the best of them and it's just the injury. It's just the risk. I, I understand the, the upside and, and the price and the ADP and the value there, but I just, I don't fully believe it. I just don't fully, I, I believe what you're saying in the sources, Jake, that he, that they want him to be involved in the offense. Like he is obviously a really good wide receiver. It's just to Brad's point. Unfortunately, he's just one hit away and he's, he's really just, he hasn't been the same over the past couple of years. I think since he took that one shot two years ago in the Super Bowl when Malcolm Jenkins hit him, he's been dealing with those concussions. So I think he'd have to go a little bit fuller. I'm looking at fuller there in the tenth too. I think you'd have to go a little bit further down. I would take but all of those guys. That's every right. time. Yeah, I knew. I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, all that range. I mean, that's what you're getting, right? It's it's a lot of risk. But you know, Sterling Shepard would. I'd throw him out there. These are these are guys where there's a lot of risk, but there's certainly we know the, what the ceiling is, and it it is appealing. So I'm not going to hate on anybody who wants to do it. But he's it's not for me. Hey, Shepard was hanging out at the game with Daniel Jones, camaraderie, man, working on it. Getting anything there for and I like Shepard, man. If you told me Shepard was going to play 16 games, I'd be taking him before the 10th. I'd be taking – okay, 16 games, Cooks versus Shepard. I'm taking Cooks. Chris? Yeah, I would take Cooks 16 games too. Same for you, Brad? 
Um, yeah, I think so too. Okay. All right. Let's move on to now we've got an interesting situation. <laughs> we've got AJ Green, who, you know, everybody's seen it by now. You have the uh, gif from The Simpsons where <laughs> Bart's grandpa walks in and walks right back out the door of AJ Green, walking into the locker room and walking right <laughs> back out the door when they saw that what they had at quarterback last year when he was, you know, coming back healthy. The other thing is, here's the interesting situation, is he said he wasn't interested in the whole franchise tax. And there was a lot of talk about that, whether or not he would push back. and what. But now they're saying that that's going to happen. They are going to tag him because they want him back and they want him back for Joe Burrow. But where are you on this, Brad? Because, like, look, we know it's going to be Joe Burrow. Unless, the shocks of the shocks of the world, it's somebody else and maybe something happened. But, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's Joe Burrow. It's Joe Burrow. With A.J. Green, it's Joe Burrow with Tyler Boyd. But the biggest factor is A.J. Green. Joe Burrow or not, I mean, even if it was Andy Dalton coming back at this point, which, you know, he might get traded or whoever might be there, A.J. Green with this many missed games over the past two seasons plus, like, where do you uh, – hey, there you go. This is good. We're going to keep going back to your draft. Where would you be – like, not? I guess you can throw out where he's going ADP-wise right now, but where would you be willing to take A.J. Green? Because we know the talent – we know he's top 10 talent, but this is a lot. I mean, this is, I feel like it's borderline it, it, Brandon Cook's injury risk, not the same injuries, but he's still going at a much steeper price. Yeah, it, it is, but he's, I, so I'll tell you, I just drafted AJ Green in, in one of them. He's, I've got one share. I got him in the eighth round at eight, eight point three. Oh, eight. So I'm shocked round. he went so, that long. Yeah, and that's, and because of that, like, it's like, it's an immense amount of upside. There's, you know, he's got a quarterback that we just saw throws a great deep ball. If they, if they address the offensive line, get him a little protection, they get their, their first round pick back last year that's on the offensive line. There's a really good chance that Burrow has a good season this year because of the weapons around him. And I, I'll buy in. I'm, I'll buy in AJ Green there as as long as he's not holding out or, or they're going to tag and trade him. Um, then. At that point, I, I think it's it's a fantastic situation and a ton of upside if he's healthy. And in the eighth round, I'm okay with the risk of like if his ankle just isn't right and he doesn't he basically doesn't come back. It's not costing me a high draft pick. Yeah, I I like AJ in the eighth too. I mean, he went undrafted in that again. Referencing that mock, I think we just we were just kind of snoozing on him, and we knew that he was done for the season, and we weren't really we just didn't really know what his status is. But you know, producing hear that podcast growling at the athletic. I mean, they've been talking about this since October. They've been saying that he they were going to franchise him since October. They had audio of him saying that yeah, he didn't want to play on the tag. To your point, Jake, but he would if it came down to that. And if he was on the tag, he wouldn't be at OTAs, and he probably weren't going to be at training camp. And he he wants a long-term deal and he wants Julio Jones money he's been on record to say that but the the fact is is that he hasn't been on the field a whole year I get both sides of it I I understand what he's saying is that listen I'm not going to be playing with the quarterbacks that you're going to be throwing out there in this team when I'm not 100% and I need a contract I don't want to mess up that situation and the Bengals are saying well we don't want to give you a long-term contract because we want to see you on the field we want to see how that foot is holding up so I it's it's a weird situation, but everybody in the Bengals organization has said it's it's a lock that he's going to be with Cincy this year, whether it's a long term deal or it's a franchise tag. And to Brad's point, I like the the look of the offense. I mean, Joe Mixon had a pretty darn good season, especially in the second half. It didn't look good for him in the first half with that offensive line. Jonah Williams is a guy that they drafted in the in the first round last year who didn't really play at all for them. So he's going to be a part of that offensive line. You look at Tyler Boyd. 
Joe Burrow is going to have some weapons this year. So if A.J. Green is going to go in the eighth, I'm going to be interested. I'll probably go as high as the fifth or sixth round um, on A.J. Green. Uh, I think that the upside is, is tremendous with him. I'd much rather have him than Cooks. Wow. I, I would definitely – yeah, I would rather have him there. I, whew, fifth or sixth round, are you going that high, Brad? Uh, probably not. That's a little too much risk <laughs> for me there. Um, but like I said, like that, that's one of my favorite teams I've drafted so far because I got Darius Geis in the seventh round right before that turn. And it's, it's just a ton of upside. I know there are guys that were hurt last year, but that's what I'm looking for in those picks. Guys that, that might blow up there. And ahead of him, I had Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Terry McLaurin already taken. So AJ Green's my fourth receiver. I'm completely fine taking him there. And Green actually went in the sixth, Jake, and I, I, I missed, uh, I, I missed him. But there's a good group of wide receivers here that honestly I'd probably rather have than AJ. But I am willing to go in, into that sixth, but I don't know if you'll have to. To, to Brad's point, doing best balls, obviously things will change when you start hearing the health of AJ Green, if he can even get on the field. But Ridley's in that range, Woods, Landry, Metcalf, Kirk, Parker, Sanders, Boyd. Those are guys I'd probably all rather than, than AJ Green. I, I don't know if I'm in on Emmanuel Sanders. We'll see where he ends up, but I'm, I'm pr- I'd probably rather take AJ if I had to pick between those two. And that's certainly fair, and I, I think the biggest thing, too, is, it's look, that's when you draft. You know, if you draft now, uh, yeah. you, I mean, you get him the 7th, 8th, ninth round, and then you get value later on, because the biggest thing is that if he, you know, sticks around under the tag, or even re-signs, and then he shows that he's healthy in the preseason, by the time you get to middle of the August, he could be back up in the 3rd round. I mean, there's just, that, yeah. that that's the risk you take, that's the upside. So, last two, not a whole lot here with the Titans. Henry's likely to get the tag. We kind of talked about that and said that we felt like they were stuck and that made the most sense is why not just tag them? Unfortunately, look, on the player side of thing, it sucks. I hate it. And I'm sure everybody does. On the realistic side of things, but on the business side of things, it makes the most sense. Use up another year, Derek Henry. You don't invest a long-term contract. It sucks. But it means that Tannehill could test the market or they're going to have to try and pay him in like a two or three year deal and get him there before he hits free agency. Do we really care one way or another if it's Tannehill or anybody else because of this offense? Like, does it? I guess the question is, Chris, does it matter who the quarterback is? Um, well, it can't be Mariota. Oh, I mean, I that, that's it's not going to be. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it totally matters. To your point, you know, they want to run the football, but they do need a quarterback who can make a throw and open up the play action. So, you know, I think I'm trying to think of other quarterbacks that they could be in on. Again, Rivers just always just comes to mind in Bridgewater. I think I would rather Tannehill than those two. I think he's a good fit for the offense. I agree. And I, I think it does matter. And I think Mariota proved that. Like, you can't just throw anybody back there and, and get production out of these guys. Even Derrick Henry. Like, he was, he basically sucked when, when Mariota was the quarterback. And that's what, you know, part, part of why I had projected him so low last year. And then he took off whenever he got a guy in there who could actually throw. Um, you know, that, I think Brady is a is an interesting fit in this offense because it number one Tennessee no no state income tax so there's a there's an instant you know even if the contract is equal he's making literally millions of dollars more than he would in New England in one year just because half the games he's not having to pay a state tax and if that happens then you know I I do think at that point it's it's good for all the other offensive weapons here um, I I think they end up bringing Tannehill back. Um, but I, I also, um, you know, I, I don't mind him one bit after the season he had exploring the, the market and seeing what else is out there. He'd be an interesting fit in, in, uh, for the Chargers also. 
Yeah, I think I think the Chargers just makes so much sense for a lot of quarterbacks just because when we see him play with Williams and Keenan Allen and likely Hunter Henry because he's going to get slapped with the tag and you know, just that offense and you know, Austin Eckler and whatever they add in the running back backfield. So last one for news bits here. Uh, Chris, the Broncos, not making a whole lot of sense here. The Broncos want a compliment to Lindsey. Which is weird because just two years ago they drafted some guy named Royce Freeman. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, Royce Freeman has, that's the third time I think I've said intents and purposes today. Now four. Uh, for the point being, Royce Freeman seemed like the perfect compliment and Royce Freeman was the drafted one. Lindsay was undrafted. Uh, with Freeman, strangely enough, which we talked about on the show towards the end of the season, he was the pass catcher, which was just weird. But, Lindsay has his contract situation up in the air, but it sounds like to me with this news, this means Lindsay's their guy and they're looking to replace Royce Freeman. So does this move the needle for anything on you with it comes to Lindsay? Do you care about who the compliment might be, whether it's a draft plate, like whatever, or is it just Lindsay? And at least we know there's that he's basically still his, their, their guy. Yeah, I think it's the latter there. I think that it's just Lindsay and, and they know that, you know, he's the guy there, but you're right. I mean, it's, I never would have guessed, and I'm just looking at it now again. I mean, Royce Freeman with more catches and more targets than Philip Lindsay. I never, ever would have you guessed. You get a lot There's of no bar way. bets on that that you would win. Oh my God. If somebody said, you know, bull prediction, I say, good on you. I mean, that's not going to happen, <laughs> but it did happen. And, you know, I mean, 35 catches for Philip Lindsay to 43 for Freeman. I mean, they're almost dead on in targets. I mean, 50 for Freeman, two more than Lindsay, but yeah, I think Lindsay proved me, he proved me wrong. I was a little skeptical that he could repeat and be, you know, a solid running back, not just in, in real life and in fantasy. And, and he was fine. So I understand what Denver's saying there. They want to find a, a compliment to him, but I don't know who that guy is going to be. I, I thought Freeman did an okay job being that that second fiddle type running back, but I do feel pretty decently about Lindsey heading into year three, but we'll see what they do at the draft. I, so to me, it doesn't matter who this compliment is because if it's a guy, and this is a guy that I've mentioned in multiple scenarios, but if it's a guy like Jordan Howard, they end up flip-flopping <laughs> roles, and, and Philip Lindsey ends up being, he has to be the pass catching back in that scenario because Jordan Howard can't do it. Yeah. And so it, it does matter who the who the guy is that they bring in. I mean, Theoretically, what if they bring in Derrick Henry? You know, like that, that kind of thing where they'd be a perfect complement to each other. So it's, it's, it's interesting to, you know, there are guys out there, you know, if they bring in like a Melvin Gordon, I think that crushes Lindsay. And I don't know if they will necessarily do that, but it's, it's possible because Gordon has the ability to be a three down back, even though, um, Lindsay's probably a better receiver. It's Gordon is capable of doing it to the point where he could push Lindsay off the field a little more. How many Jordan Jordan Howard shares do you have over there? Yeah. <laughs> I won, and it was it was, but it was late. It was like sixteenth round. Like I was able. It was, it was an like, accident. Yeah, <laughs> not an accident. But just just in case, it was like you know what? Like there's a chance this guy is a is a at a minimum a goal line back, and and this can be pretty viable in best balls. Uh, you meant to draft OJ Howard. Be honest. Just come on. <laughs> I, I definitely did not. I have zero shares of OJ Howard, and that will continue. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what I told you guys last week was that, that of all the baffling things, including the one that I asked Gittleman about the analytics. Yeah, we used them. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Uh, so of all the baffling things when Arian said that he loves OJ Howard as blocking ability and he's been improving as a receiver, that, that still has to be like, like, 
come on, dude. Like, lies. I never believe anything that he says for the rest of his career. Yeah, it it almost feels like hands. he's he's opposed to saying too many good things about his own players as a way of like, oh, they're going to get comfortable <laughs> if I say this. And it's like he, he has to find the negative in all the time. Like, that's the kind of guy I don't know that I would enjoy playing for him, no matter how good of a coach he might be in, in the middle of a game. If he's never – if he's always going to basically point out my weaknesses and never discuss the things that I've done well – I don't want to be around that. I need I need a little more positive environment than that to to feel it thriving. And I, I realize it's it's worked to a point with some guys, but you just never hear him say anything positive about any of his players. And maybe that's because those are those are the guys they don't get asked he about. Talks, but. He talks to Ronald Jones all the time. So this oh, is great. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah, that's the and only one. For sure. He just he, he, yeah. he wants to talk up the Ronald, terrible. Ronald players. Jones has compromising photos of Bruce Arians apparently. <laughs> Dude, loves Ronald Jones. Dude, coach, hey, coaching your Chiefs, man. He that Patrick Mahomes misses too many games. Kelsey, I don't know what's wrong with him. He scored more yeah, too many games. I mean, do you see? He doesn't stay in the pocket enough. He makes too many throws on the run. <laughs> All right, too many no look throws. So speaking of quarterbacks, and since we kind of just talked about, we'll bring up Tannehill first, even though he's not the biggest name. But let's let's do this. So let's do some predictions. See if you guys can bounce back after the Super Bowl fun that we had. We're gonna predict. See if we can get some of these right where we think these guys are going to land this offseason. So first up, let's go back to Tannehill. Brad, I'll let you go for, go back. You you were talking rave reviews about how much you love the situation there. Do you think he's back with the Titans? I do. I, I just think he's too he was too perfect of a fit. They got to the AFC championship game. Um there's like you don't want to rock the boat too much in that scenario. So yeah, I think he goes back. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I think he stays. You think he goes back to Tennessee? Yeah. I think he's back there too, three for three. So nobody's winning that one. So unfortunately, all right. So let's go back to the big one. And uh, I saw. You know what? Sorry, Chris. I know I went to Brad first, but Brad has this interesting good. question with this one, which um, you know what? I'm not. So we'll we'll change it up so you don't go first again, Brad. Tom Brady. Okay. <laughs> I think there's a one percent chance he doesn't end up with the Patriots. I tweeted this out. I compared it. You'll know what I'm talking about, Chris. I compared it to when Dwayne Wade went hit free agency the first time, not the second time where he actually went to the Bulls, but the first time when he went and interviewed with the Bulls and kind of talked to the Knicks and then all was, and they came out and legitimately said he was always playing the sign with the Heat again. He was just kind of getting intel on the other teams. You're telling me Tom Brady and Bill Belichick don't have that same thought and Brady's not out there being like, oh, let's see some of the offseason plans of these other teams. All right. I'm back. Now we know what they're going to do. Let's go after these players. Like Tom Brady for me is a hundred percent, well, 99% back with the Patriots. Brad. So uh, I do think, um, I saw a report that came out that basically everybody's waiting from this standpoint, even the Patriots, Brady, everybody uh, to see if the CBA gets passed, because if it does, it has cap implications going forward. That being said, I do think there's a decent chance he ends up with the 49ers and they trade Garoppolo to the Patriots. And just to be, <laughs> wouldn't that be something? Just to be contradictory, oh. because the the 49ers <laughs> do not have a second round, a third round, or a fourth round pick. It makes sense for them to try to do something to get some draft equity. Why not? Like sign Brady, trade Garoppolo back. Maybe you get like a second and a fourth or something like that. I from just the Patriots. feel like the and, Patriots would cut off their nose to spite their face and be like, "No, we're not trading back from screw you." And, and maybe it's very possible. I, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go contradictory and say that's what happens, and and that Brady ends 49ers? up in the same frame. All right, well, I'll do it. Uh, yeah, I gotta tell you, on, on the flip side, Chris, I will say this: I do want Brady somewhere else for the sole reason of finally getting the answer of who has more stake. Yes. Like, don't we all? Like, I, do, I, I think we all do. And New England fans, maybe not. <laughs> Although there could be some that are probably like, "I'm ready. Like, let's 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 make the swap. Let's make the switch." 
but yeah, I would love it. I would love him to go to Vegas. Are you kidding me? It'd be it'd be awesome. It'd be so it would be great. The all the all the buzz. No, I'm with you. I actually think that I mean that's a, a inter- interesting take that I could get behind buying that he's getting intel from other teams. Like I would it course, shock anybody? <laughs> no, it wouldn't shock absolutely anybody. The only people who would shock even if it's not New England, it's still smart. Attention. Yeah, it is, and yeah, of, of course. And if you're Brady. With even just forgetting about the intel in, in your mind that you're probably going to go back to New England, whatever he's thinking, I mean, you should kind of look around and see what options are out there for you. You know, Brad threw out the Titans. I actually think a Titan, the Titans would be a pretty good fit for him. Um, you know, decent defense, good run game. Obviously, what they did over the past, I mean, they just beat New England. Um, but I, I'm with you, Jake. I think he just stays. I think he's a Pat. I think he stays there. I think this is all buzz. Um but I really would like to see him on another team. I would, like I said, I'd love to see him in Vegas. I think it would be great. All right. So then we'll let you go first. Then, Philip Rivers, where does he land? Um, my my gut tells me that he lands with the Colts. I think he lands with with Indy. I think there's a little bit of a well. Here, I got some inside information Frank for you so. on that one. Uh, from well, well, let's, why don't you tell me before I give my prediction? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know you're going to go with the Colts. So from some people who work for us in general also said. That would be 100% against the way the organization runs, is bringing in somebody with a straight-up, almost 50-50 competition to who you have. As in, the the now, it still could happen, but the organization, the front office, that whole, everything with the Ballard and everything there is that kind of a, they would bring in more of a Mariota or dra- like somebody like that could shock you and overthrow Brissett, but not a straight competition where you put Brissett in a question to start already. Fair. Um, I, I like Reich and um, they worked together in, in. I guess at the time it was San Diego. I just think there's a relationship there. I think both both sides want to be there. That's fine. You can I still. Think sp- Arians really, really wants Rivers in Tampa <laughs> like, Bay. I think he wants. Yeah, I really do think he wants Rivers, but I think he ends up as a Colt. Okay, so you say Indianapolis, uh, Brad? I'm saying Indiana. you can go because I think mine's going to shock everybody. But you go ahead, Brad. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll go the Colts too. But I I just had a thought that. It, it made sense in my head. I don't know if it makes sense cap wise and, and trade, trade capital wise. What if, what if the, the Buccaneers trade for Andy Dalton? Because Dalton's going somewhere. He's gonna, I think he's yes. gonna be a starter somewhere. And, I, and at that point, I would be back on board with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin both being wide receiver ones. 100%. And, and um, so, Buccaneers have the third most cap, by the way. Third, yeah. So they can, they can <laughs> afford Dalton's 20, 20, whatever million dollars. So, yeah, I I think that actually makes a lot of sense where it gets them a guy that can help them win now and then they could you know potentially still draft somebody at 14 or or maybe move up a little bit. All to, right. Well, so what about Rivers? Wait, you're under him. <laughs> <laughs> so I I am going with Indy on Rivers. Okay. I like how you just like threw in a whole other conversation. <laughs> Andy Andy Dalton is really interesting because he is going somewhere. It it would be. I think there's a lot of teams that make sense for Andy Dalton like, "Hey, if the Chicago. world is shocked. In, well, no, I was going to say if the world – I thought that makes some sense too. I'm with you on that. I was just going to say if the world's shocked and Brady doesn't go back to the Patriots, Andy Dalton makes sense with the Patriots. Yes. I mean, that would, sure, absolutely. So here's my Rivers pick. I think he ends up with the Jets. I think Ooh. because Sam Darnold health, Sam Darnold not sold yet. Philip Rivers, I think he's going to find out that nobody's signing him as a direct you're guaranteed the starting job. And I think that makes a little bit sense. Obviously, Rivers is going to have to decide whether he wants him and his nine kids to be living in New York for old well, New Jersey for half the year. But I think the Jets make sense. I think on paper is in like, hey, 
bring him somewhere where he could end up being the starter, but if not, you know, he's that veteran presence. It's going to depend a lot on his decision, but I think the Jets are – nobody's talking about the Jets. That And that's fair. I, I will be – the antithesis of that, that I don't, I think as opposed to signing somewhere to be a backup or at least to go in as a backup, I think he would sit out and wait until somebody got hurt and then be available for somebody at that point to be a starter. I don't think he would yeah, he, he'd go somewhere and locks himself in to be a backup. But yeah, he would obviously have to, you know, be okay with that situation. But, you know, to your point, Jake, maybe like I've been saying this the whole time, I don't think Rivers has a whole lot to to offer. To no, I actually like don't think. Yeah, I don't even think Rivers signs manager, right out of the gate. Like, yeah, does anybody really feel like Rivers is going to change like the Colts? Like, I'm sure it's a bit of an upgrade over Jacoby Brissett, but he's not a game changer. And if you're Tampa, and you're Bruce Arians. I think the offense takes a step back. Yeah, I think so as well. All right, so but is it Nick, Nick Sirianni is the offensive coordinator for the Colts, right? And so, and he was in. He was the Chargers before that. The receivers coach for the Chargers before that. So that's why yeah, I think Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator for him in, in San Diego. Yeah, but it's going to depend. So, yes. So, but that's the it's thing. Like I said, it's, it's going to depend on what the front office does in that situation. If they want to go against that yeah. whole practice situation and bring him in and say, sorry, Jacoby Brissett, or do they want to go down that road or that's the type of front office they are? I think that's, there's a lot of questions with the Philip Rivers and part of it's going to be him. Part of it's going to be how the team views him. All right. So. Uh, no, Brad, you get to go first on this one. In your division, now, where does Melvin Gordon play next year? Melvin Gordon. Um, hmm. That's a tough one. Um, I'll, I'll go with Houston. I think he makes – the Texans got to do something at running back. They're not going to run Carlos Hyde back out there unless there's just no one left. And it made sense in a trade – from a trade standpoint. I think it makes sense from a, a free agent standpoint. They've got a lot of cap room in Houston – um, you know, they're going to be signing. The they've, they've talked about, they've talked about, yeah, Deshaun Watson, like, like, uh, Mahomes, go ahead and sign an extension kind of a year earlier than most guys do. Um, but I'll, I'll take Gordon in Houston. Chris, I'm just going to jump in because he took my pick because Houston doesn't have a first rounder. Houston can't afford to play around and wait the game of how much talent there is in this draft. And I think that answers are a huge question for them. And then they obviously, like I said, they don't actually have the draft capital, even though it's a great draft. So. Are you, you going to make the, make this three for three? I'm on the same page of both of you guys. I think it makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, they've been giving up picks now for the past couple of years. I mean, you you guys make great points. Uh, and it's you like know, they play in the NBA in Houston too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I thought it was interesting what you said last week from the combine when you were talking about Anthony Lynn and just you know getting another piece for Eckler. But I, it just seems like that bridge or that relationship was definitely wrecked with with everything that happened last year with the holdout and how mediocre he was in the first few games. So, but yeah, I'd love to see him with the Texans. It makes a lot of sense. All right, then you get to go first on this one. Where is Kenyon Drake going? I think he stays. I think he stays in Arizona. Ooh. Yeah, I think yeah, I think DJ's gone. I think they eat that bullet. Uh, um, I don't. I think he's gone. That's so much and dead money. I, I don't think he's they, I I I, I know him. that it is. They might trade I, I him and eat some money in I think they'll scenario, sh- I think they'll shock the world and there's no, nobody's trading for him. Be surprised. Yeah. Nobody's trading for him. Nobody they they him. might if they if the Cardinals will eat a chunk of the contract. But know. just because, you know, like he to me, like he, he it would make sense for somebody like the Rams, like to they if they if they oh, don't believe in Dar- Darrell Henderson, to double down on a, a messed up yeah. running back. <laughs> yeah, like get, give yourself a chance to like they can't you know, Voltron like, the crap upside. out of the running backs, dude. <laughs> The Chargers would be a good landing spot for him too if he wants to. He'd be a nice little piece with Eckler. Sure, oh, that's fair. Yeah. All right. right. So where do you where do you have Drake going, Brad? 
I've got him in, in for the Chargers. It's hard to say in LA. That's, it's still, I still think San Diego, but, um, I, I think he goes to the Chargers and, and basically takes over the Melvin Gordon role in that offense. And to me, then at that point, it, it is 100% dependent on who they have as a quarterback as to whether or not I really like him, but he could be a really good fit in that offense. All right. I'm going different again. Detroit Lions. They're done screwing around. They're stuck with Stafford. They know it's about to blow up in their faces, and they always seem to do this. It's kind of like, hey, it's a one-year wonder. Let's you know, let's make something happen for Stafford before he's gone. Because Stafford ain't going. Speaking of dead money, Stafford ain't going nowhere unless they get two firsts and a second, which isn't going to happen. Like that would make sense to blow up this team and redo for the future. And I think they should actually. I think they should try to find a way to trade Marvin Jones and Matthew Stafford and just pull the Browns and just blow it up. But that's not going to happen. And Stafford's going to be back. So appease Stafford and his wife apparently. (laughs) Appease Stafford. And get him some running back help because I don't think carry on is I don't think they're sold on carry on mostly for health and even when they use them the way that they did. So I'm gonna say Detroit just outside the box thinking there. All right, so Jordan Howard I don't give a damn where he ends up. Uh, no, <laughs> Jordan actually I'm gonna go back to your pick for Drake Brad. I actually think as much as I keep saying it, I think he ends up with the Chargers as in the, that other piece and that's the spot that makes sense for him. Yeah, I, I do think that makes a lot of sense. I. I thought about that ahead of time and I wanted to, to change a little bit because I, I just felt like that makes a lot of sense. I've got him going to the Dolphins as a backup there to whoever they draft, you know, whether it's DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, you know, you got to think they're taking a running back with one of those three first round picks. Um, but I think he's a, a, a solid complimentary backup to a, a guy who can be a good pass catching bell cow. Um, way better than Kalen Balaj or, or Patrick Laird or whoever else they want to run out there. Um, but it just give them a little depth there. Yeah, it's a decent landing spot too. I'm with you, Jake. I think the Chargers, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I think he, you know, it makes a lot of sense. And what you, again, go back to the Anthony Lynn thing, what he had said, just getting another piece for Eckler and his, you know, preferable usage with Austin Eckler. So I, I, I'll go with the Chargers. And as much as we want to see Gordon with Houston, I think that's a possibility as well. They just kind of cheap out and, you know, what they did with Carlos Hyde, that they just go with the Jordan Howard route. Oh, God. Please, no. I know. So, wait, wait. So I'm confused. Brad, what was, who was your pick though for Howard? Miami. Oh, was? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were just saying it could make some sense. All right. Um, they have so... the most cap space, right? And he's, he's a super cheap. They can still spend their money elsewhere. He, he's going to cost them like $2 million to bring in. Yeah. He won't cost much. I think they're the second or most. Yeah. They're the most. Colts are the second most for all intents and purposes. And I threw that out on purpose this time just so I could say it a fourth <laughs> time. Because uh, it really doesn't even work here. But Colts. Our second, Bucks, Bills, Cowboys, Giants, Texans are seventh, as you mentioned before, Brad, that they do have a lot. Actually, the Redskins are less than a million dollars behind them, so there you go right there. Oh, no, wait, just over a million dollars. Anyway, all right, so Chris, first up, Bashar Perriman, breakout season. I don't really give him this one much thought. Breakout quarter of a season. (laughs) The Eagles? Ooh, your Eagles. The Eagles, yeah. I think that I, – I feel like Alshon Jeffrey is going to be gone from the team. There's Ooh, a lot of talk about that right now. Yeah. Um, I, and there's been some talk that he wants away, he wants out of the out of Philadelphia. I don't completely buy into that. I feel like the Eagles may want to move on from him uh, personally. But, you know, Philly could use some wide receiver help. I'll go with the Eagles. I actually like that pick, Chris, because they've been – hey, they tried to – Deshaun Jackson tried to get him back. They want that role, so – I actually think the Cowboys may you, you sold me, Chris. I'm going with the Cowboys or the Cowboys, the, the Eagles too. All right, I'm going to go with the Jets. 
They they're losing Robbie Anderson oh, most likely, they, and yeah, they lose him. That's a good one too. I think yeah. there's a really good good chance that he goes there and is it instantly becomes the number one there, and he, you know, for at least four games, he showed he could handle that spot. I don't know long term whether that's the guy, but they won't have to pay him like a number one, and they might be able to get him as their number one. And and I mean, he was a first round draft pick when he came out of college, and the talent's there. It's just a matter of putting it together, and I think they like what they saw last year, and they've got some cap room to do something like that. All right, well, then we'll stick with you because if the Robbie Anderson doesn't end up with the Jets, then where is he playing next year? I mean, it, it sounds like everything is pointing to Green Bay. I don't know how they get the cap room for him. They're probably going to cut Jimmy Graham um, and, and make some other moves, but I'm going to take Green Bay. Yeah, that's my pick, too. I think the Packers. I think they address the wide receiver position through the draft, but I think that, yeah, they move some pieces around. It's probably Jimmy Graham, you're right. Um Robbie Anderson to the Packers. Uh, they need they need some and help. If Robbie Anderson goes sure. to the Packers, Devontae Adams could be the wide receiver one in football again. They talked the living hell up about Alan Lazard at the combine in that front office, just so Ugh. you know. Yeah, just so you know. It just was That's just to not Ugh. tip their hand. Uh you think so? It's just a kind of so <laughs> it's a it's a I'm ruse. Gonna, so this pains me to say it. And this should be a little hint Giants. of why it, No, no. Not the Giants. Browns. Vegas. <laughs> no. Your, uh, actually, I thought about the Raiders, team. Chris. That's actually a good – like. So, no, no, this pains me to say it because there's a number two on this team who should be the number two, but this team seems so disenamored with this. Denver. There you go. I think <laughs> yes. I think he ends up with the Broncos as a deep threat alongside Cortland Sutton and then looking for the future there, and they just don't respect Deshaun Hamilton, so that's why it pains me. So that's uh, – a. Uh, the, I'll tell you my biggest reason why no, you too. I don't I don't think there is because and and I don't know if they have any inside information when they're doing these mocks or not, but every single mock draft I've seen, whether it's Daniel Jeremiah, Mel Kuyper, you know, Todd McShay, whoever, they have the the Broncos taking a receiver in the first round. That's what most of them have for the Jets too. I mean, it's just like this true, is why. True, but the I, Jets, this is why Jets I still need more think than one so, guy. <laughs> this is so ass backwards to me that this is the one of the big four sports, the only one of the big four sports where you have the draft after free yes. agency. It just, it just makes no sense to me because the entire like the draft is like go draft your players, and then after you go through it is that <laughs> hey you know what now you fill the holes you couldn't fill before. This is like you have to fill the holes and try to predict what you're going to get in the draft. It just it still it makes no sense to me anyway. Um, it's ass back. No, I didn't. I purposely didn't include Hooper because they keep reversing course, Brad, and it sounds like all of a sudden that they are just going to franchise and make sure they don't lose him. I think it's a. It could be a. You're right. They don't want to lose him for nothing, anyways. But I. I think he's gonna. They're gonna price him out. So I just threw Hooper onto the show sheet right there. I think there's a chance that Hooper ends up in Green Bay, and they. Like I said, they. I don't know how they how they pull it off cap wise. Like there's. I'm sure there's guys they can cut to free up some room. Well, um, it could I'm be gonna, a sign and trade, or a, or a tag and trade, where the, um, you know, the the Falcons tag him and then trade him somewhere just to get him off their books because I don't think they can afford him. I, I could see Washington, you know, trying to fork out some money for for a guy they like Hooper. Just get some offensive, yeah. Just get some, just get some weapons from that offense, and Hooper would be would be a nice piece. Uh, so I think that I'm kind of with you. I think Washington. I was initially thinking the Bears. Uh, but they've kind of been burned by going after a big contract already. 
And so yeah. I, I think that I think that makes a lot of sense, especially when you talk about the cat room. We're going to talk about getting Haskins some weapons and Ron Rivera there. Why not like hey, so make some noise? I mean, that's the only reason I go against what you said, Brad. It's just because well now you got to pick one. But like I don't see how they do Anderson and Hooper. I don't think that's even possible. Not to try and come after your picks. I'm just saying like that's part of the reason why. All right, so let's finish it off with Edrop. Let's let's get him into this mix. The other tight end here, Eric Ebron at Indy. Where does he go, Chris? Mm, Patriots. Ooh, Ooh. Gross. Uh, no, yeah, and then everybody's gonna be excited about it. <laughs> Everybody will be excited when he brought yeah. New England. He, yeah. he, he's like a seventh round pick when he goes to New England. Um, I'll, I'll take Atlanta. Um, they got to replace Hooper. I think Ebron coming off a terrible year is gonna be pretty cheap, and I think he's a athletic, athletic tight end like they like, like they had in Hooper. Oh gosh, uh, it's, I don't even know where to. <laughs> I'm trying to. Th- you know what? I'm gonna throw it out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do one. another curveball just for the fun of it. Cleveland because they do end up trading Njoku. Ooh, just for the fun of it. Where does Njoku get traded to? I don't even care. I don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Njoku and Ebron. I really don't care that much. The only thing that could be much lower than that is we, you know, we start talking offensive linemen or something. I mean, I will be interested to see like where they fits and who it helps. But could hey, you know what? Kickers. Let's talk about kickers. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Here you go, Chris. Right. I'm on the clock right now at 10.3, and I'm taking Brandon Cooks. There you go. That's terrific. What other wideouts are? What other wideouts? It doesn't matter. 10.3. Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate. Yeah, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Hunter Rimfro, Anthony Miller, Preston Williams, Emmanuel Sanders, John Ross, Nikhil Harry, Cole Beasley, maybe, but Preston Williams, baby. So. No. I'll take Brandon Cooks. Go, There's way too much upside. Yeah, he could be yeah, wide receiver go, one if he's healthy all year. I love I yeah, you know I love it, Preston Williams, but I would go Brandon Cooks over Preston Williams. Just make sure I told you, tee up some Booger McFarlane, the other one. The, not that's, his the, son. that's the same team that I was talking about earlier where I got AJ Green in the in the eighth or whatever and Geis in the seventh. I've got Cooks in the tenth now, so I got the all injured team. <laughs> Sounds like it's not a bad strategy for best ball. Yeah, well, for best ball, unless you're in labor and then you end up with my pitching staff that's already toast. Or, but anyway, <laughs> speaking of toast, we will be next week again. Reminder: we're not here next week. Second reminder that I didn't do it at the beginning of the show. Also, you go to theathletic.com slash throwback, 30% off. Make sure you check out the Fantasy Baseball Draft Kit, which is fully live and stuff added every single day. Fresh updated ranks and projections. I'll have to actually update them again when we get the news on Chris Sale. Fun times. Uh, all that sorts of stuff. Chris over there with hockey. Good times. Chris is at Chris Meany. Brad's at Brad Ziegler. I'm at All In Kid. No show next week. Two, the week of free agency. It's free agency bonanza week. Tuesday and Thursday that week. So get ready for it. We're happy to be back live. Now, two weeks. Goodbye. <laughs>